0: Here we are now, with another episode of the Andrew Lake Podcast. If you are a regular listener of the Andrew Lake Podcast, please share your favorite episode, as this will help me find my audience. It will help to find the people who are ready to hear what we are talking about here. And today, I'd like to talk about the theological implications of Toy Story 3. <laughs> Have you seen this movie? Massive movie. One of the biggest movies of all time. Highest sales of all time. And, I might add, that well, it's one of the most incredible movies that I've seen. Or rather... It has a particular moment, and really, there's just this one moment which really makes the movie. And it's this moment that I'd like us to look at with a bit of a theological twist. I don't hear many people making these conclusions from this movie. Now, what does it mean to have theological implications? Well... Theology, broadly speaking, is the study of God. And when we talk about theology, we talk about, well, religion and traditions and dogmas surrounding the theory of God. What is God? And theology, theo, means God, and ology means story. So psychology is spirit, story, the story we say about spirit. And theology is the story of God, what we say about God. And this is an incredible movie. Toy Story 3. I couldn't believe it. I could not believe it. An incredible moment. I was in tears. I was actually crying on the edge of my seat. And of course, the movie is famous for that. <laughs> many of the many of the reviews said, "Well, yeah, this this movie will have grown men crying." <laughs> so I know I'm not alone in that. And who did I see it with? I think I saw it with a girlfriend. I must have seen it with a girlfriend. I didn't see it with any kids. I only really ever went to the movies when I was going with a girlfriend. So it must have been. Yeah, I know. I think I know who it was. Yeah, it was with an it was with a girlfriend that I saw this, and there were lots of kids in the in the cinema as well. So a very, it's a very alive <laughs> experience to go to the cinemas to a kids movie because they they all call out, and there's a lot more there's a lot more animation in the audience. You really get the feeling of oh, you're in you're in the crowd, and you have that in kids movies. So I haven't really seen many kids movies in the cinemas. This might be the only one. But I digress. Now, what are the theological implications? Well, what happens in Toy Story 3? Spoiler alert. Well, you think it's the end. You get led to believe that it's all over in the most brutal string of complications amounting to this giant climax. And there's there's even a betrayal in there. A brutal betrayal. And you really think it's the end? And just when all hope is lost, who comes and saves them? What happens? It is the claw. What a twist! What a moment! And it's such a long build-up because they're in this, they're in this getaway, and they're trying to escape, and they get caught into the tra The toys get caught into the trash, and then. They're on this conveyor belt and then this other toy who's really their enemy, sort of, they help him out and he says, no, you press the button to stop the machine, but then he doesn't. And that's the betrayal of, oh, you helped save someone, but then they didn't save you. And then they fall off the end of the conveyor belt and they're in with all the trash. And it's sort of slowly moving to this giant fire pit. And you really feel like there's, there's this moment where Buzz Lightyear turns and and turns to his girlfriend and, and holds out his hand and they just look at each other. And then he turns to Woody and Woody holds out his hand and they hold hands and they, they're they all in a row there and they're just holding on and they realize this is the end. And you realize, oh, oh, I could feel it now. It's just like, it's all over. They're going to die. They're actually going to die. And that those few seconds seem to stretch on so long because you really believe that it is the end. And then, wow, the claw comes and saves them. What a twist. And it's such a twist and it works. It's a twist that works well. And the reason is, well, because you'd forgotten about the little toys, the minions or the little three-eyed guys that, were controlling the claw, because what had happened earlier on was, well, they would turned up at the trash dump, and those guys had been swept away in a big bulldozer, so Woody had been sort of running around, Woody and, and Buzz had been running around, and then those guys get hit by a semi-trailer or, or a truck or something, and you think, whoa, you think, ah, ah are they dead, they're gone, that was it and that sort of adds to the the tension of the movie but no it actually turns out that they were going off to capture the claw or to in, inhabit or in uh, what, what do you call like they weren't taking over they were sort of well that's sort of part of the theological implications is what what do they do they get to control the claw and if we back up and we work out where exactly this claw came from, we have to go all the way back to Toy Story 1. And where it appeared there was, well, Woody and Buzz were trying to get back to their kid, to their family, and Buzz was still under this illusion of, oh, he's a superhero, and he sees this rocket ship, and he goes, okay, We need a spaceship. We need the rocket ship. Let's get home in that. So he runs over and he jumps in and he finds himself in the crowd of all the minions, of all the green people. And he's like, okay, I come in peace. Now I need this spaceship. He's trying to explain himself. And then Woody chases after him and he sort of, you know, comes up to Buzz talking to these guys and he says, oh, this is so, this is so outrageous. This is so, this is so pathetic. You know, this is so unbelievable because, of course, the minions are saying, the claw, the claw is our master. The claw gets to choose who will go and who will stay. So the claw is God. Claw is what the claw is, what these group of people have their whole life revolve around and all their beliefs roll around revolve around and of course to the outsiders to Woody and Buzz well they think no it's just a claw they just think whatever especially Woody as he's sitting there thinking this is these 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 guys they haven't seen the outside world they don't know that it's just a claw they don't know that it's just some kid randomly choosing there's nothing to it and that's exactly the same case as how the majority of people feel about God. Now, that's not to say that the minions aren't delusional about the function of the claw in their life. It's not to say that, in the end, the minions are right, because they're not. It's a different claw that saves Woody and Buzz and everyone in the final Toy Story 3. It's not the same claw that is in that tiny spaceship, not at all. So what does that say about how beliefs change and how we understand this image of God? Well, essentially, you start out with this idea of God and then you sort of come out of your world, you come out of your little vending machine and you realize that, well, that was a pretty stupid idea, wasn't it? I can see now that the claw is just the claw. And the claw isn't God. And there are, well, other people from the outside world. And, well, then you have new beliefs. And if you're a rationalist, you think pretty, you don't think very highly of those old sort of superstitious and traditional beliefs. And life goes on. You pretty much forget about them. I don't think there's much of them in Toy Story 2. Don't really know... The movie's that well to be able to say what happens. But you forget about it. And then, at the critical moment, when you think all is lost, it comes back again, just like God does. God comes back again. And yet it's not the same God that you had tied up with all your beliefs when you were a kid. It's not the same God, it's not functioning in the same way. It's a totally different claw. And for one thing, well, this claw is a lot bigger. And for another thing, well, this claw actually saves your ass. So this whole thing of, oh, God is the saviour, well, that theme has a return to it. It has a new it has a new take to it in later stages of development. And look at what the minions are doing. So the minions are now controlling the claw. So they're playing God. So they've gone on this journey from believing in the claw, respecting the claw, having the laws and the rules of the claw, to having some outsiders come in from nowhere and they say, "Oh, look at this strange spaceman and his cowboy friend. What a world shock. And then, well, some of them get chosen by the claw and they come out into the world. So they not only meet people who are from the other world, but then they also go out to the world themselves and they go on their journey. Well, it sort of just happens. It's not a, it's not a journey that's a, that's initiated on their own terms like we say that the the spiritual journey is. For us human beings. Maybe we have... Maybe human beings have more autonomy than toys. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe not. Depends who we are, maybe. (laughs) So, what happens then? Well, then... The Minions have... Interacted in the other world. And their new beliefs have happened. But they've still held on to this thing of... well. The claw is something to be admired, something to be understood, it's something to be respected. And when they got washed up with all the trash, they continued to say, oh, we need to go after the claw. And they're at the trash dump and they can see, ah, there's the claw, let's go and see it. And they've run off while Woody and Buzz have got caught up in the conveyor belt. And imagine what they would have done. They would have been going after it and then coming upon it and then climbing in So how do we find a way in? And we say, oh, this is a very different claw. And actually now we're not underneath the claw. We're actually in the control panel. So that makes things very different. And they're starting to see, okay, well, here are some levers and what does this button do? And, okay, we need to work together. So there's a couple of them. So one's on one lever and one's on the other and another one is sort of giving directions. They're trying to work out the little buttons. They're just working out all these things way. So it's a process of understanding how God works and how you can play God effectively from the other side. And what do they do once they've figured out how to play God? What's the one thing they do with it? Well, they save their friends. They use that power, that incredible power, to save their friends' life. And that essentially is, well, the arc of theological belief. And I mean belief in terms of the broader developmental perspective transformation sense of the term belief not the small dogmatic restricted rules traditional values meaning of the word belief so we really need two we really need two versions we need really need two kinds of beliefs to understand this story there's the belief of the little minions who are still back in the rocket ship and they still think that well well imagine what they're thinking imagine what they know all they know is that well some outsiders came and the claw picked them up and took them back out again so the minions that are still in that original vending machine would still be thinking well the claw is god the claw chooses the claw will take you to another world And, well, taking you to another world is one of the claims of God across all the religions, isn't it? So it's not a far stretch to say that there are theological implications in Toy Story 3 because, well, God does take you to another world. And actually, the minion that got chosen right before Buzz and Woody ...were taken out of that original vending machine when they were stuck in there... ...that minion said, my friends, I am going to a better place. That's very careful words, isn't it? There's a lot implied in that. Look, Look at what we say. Look at what's happening in life when we normally say, oh, they've gone to a better place. So don't think we need to spell it out anymore, that it's the same as dying. There's an implication there of a kind of death. But the minions who are still in that vending machine, well, they still believe in the claw. And that's the traditional vision of God. And yet, also, you notice that the minions that were using the claw, the machine, to save Woody in the final scene of Toy Story 3... Well, they also believed in the claw. Just because they'd been to other worlds and they'd seen other perspectives and they'd met other people didn't mean that they still believed in the power of the claw. And it was that belief that actually got them to go there and learn how to use the claw. Even once they'd worked out the mechanics. Now, it could have been that the... that the one of the minions turned to them and said, You know what? There's nothing really that special about this claw. You just sort of turn the levers this way and that way. And then you work it out. So it's not really it's not really divine intervention. So why are we worshipping this claw? We should leave it alone. Now, what would have happened if they'd had that attitude? Well, they couldn't have saved their friends. And when they do save their friends, they say, The claw. And they say it in the same way with that, ah, oh, the sort of the claw, like an announcing of sort of like a, like a oh, you know, some sort of religious announcing, like a trumpet wants to sound of, oh, this is judgment day and the return of, you know, the return of God, the, the, the Savior has come, this sort of thing. And that's the same as how they used to say it when they were in their small world. It's the same as what they always used to say. The claw. The claw will choose who is taken next. So God is surrounded in childish beliefs. And when you come out of those childish beliefs, well, there are a lot of different perspectives you've got to go through to have that turn full circle. And when it does turn full circle, the image of God or the essence of God is very different. In fact, totally different. And yet somehow still something remains. And it's a full circle story in some senses, but also it's a, it's a totally opposite ending story because they're minions, they begin underneath the claw and they end well they they, min, they they begin underneath the claw at the will of the claw, at the mercy of the claw and they end behind the claw, behind the control panel. and it, its will is completely bending to their mercy. It's their mercy that allows the power of the claw to do its magic. Have its might to play God. So, in that sense, well, it's not a full circle story, it's a complete opposite story. But, in the sense of, well, they kept believing, they kept following, and they kept worshipping the claw, then, well, that is a matter of full circle. And I thought it was just incredible. It was just such a good ending. It was an incredible ending. And very well thought out. Very good. Because an, an ending like that, you can think, oh, they just, like they could have said, oh, they just put the claw in there for, just as a quick answer, like a plot twist. But because it was something that was so deeply seeded into the other movies, then, well, it was satisfying, and it worked. And it does have these theological implications, which is why it resonates with so many people. And you can sum it up by saying, well, the thing that you worship is the thing that saves you in the end. And the things that you come out of as small beliefs will come back later as big beliefs. And when we talk about belief, well, words are quite inadequate. We can talk about big beliefs and small beliefs or early beliefs or childish beliefs or mature beliefs or deep beliefs. But really, we're just talking about a changing perspective, changing psychology, levels of value structures, levels of value spheres, components of understanding, components of theology. And everyone has... A sense of theology, just like everyone has a sense of psychology, and even those people that say, "Oh, I don't, I don't believe in God. Oh, but I know God isn't right for me. I just don't. It doesn't resonate with me." Well, even that is a belief. And remember that. Well, they're right. They're right not to believe in God. Because what they mean is, well, the God that is just a small vending machine. A God that is just the tiny world which we all need to grow out of. It's very important that we grow out of that. That is a big step. And part of the problem with talking about such high concepts of God and theology is that it makes too quick a leap over the stages that are in between. And this story of the minions going from the vending machine to the garbage dump and controlling the claw, well, that's a long journey. For someone to have God turn full circle is a very long journey. And many people, well, they don't make it. They simply come out of the vending machine and then they stay there. And many people are still in the vending machine. And they'll be there for uh, the rest of their lives. And in many ways, well, you are chosen to come out of the vending machine as one of the rare few. And being the chosen one, well, that's another thing that has multiple implications to it. Because you can say, was the minion the chosen one to come out of the vending machine? Well, not really, because the kid was just trying to win a surprise. He's just trying to win a prize. He's just trying to get something. It's just random. And yet, for Woody and his friends and Buzz Lightyear to be chosen, to be saved from the garbage dump... From the trash, from dying into the big furnace, well then they were chosen. So there's a there's a lot of different implications there. And if you understand the arc of theology, then you can see them implied in this story of Toy Story Three, or this movie of Toy Story Three. And I assure, I assure you that it is as dramatic. When you realize God, it is as dramatic as it is in this movie. Tears pouring down your face on the edge of your seat. and You really think, oh, it's over. And it's just that moment where everything is lost. There's no way out. And they've even they even resign themselves to the fact that they're going to die. There's this moment where they realize this is the end. Just hold hands and we go through this together. And goodbye, world. And at that moment, well, the claw comes swooping down and catches them up. <laughs> And then there's a joy, there's a great joy, it's a celebration, it's a release. It's a magnificent, oh, and the music goes and all all these bright colors and everyone's cheering and it's just like, oh, what an amazing moment. And that's exactly what it's like to realize God. It's exactly what it's like to have your beliefs spin full circle. It's what it's like to have all your values turn inside out. All of your assumptions about reality turn inside out. So it's quite a popular movie. And... I enjoyed it very much. Maybe I'll see it again one day. Who knows? But these are just some thoughts that I had surrounding Toy Story 3 and its theological implications. And I think I've made I think I've made every point. I sort of feel there was something lingering about the the arc of theology so there's so so like you have developments in your psychology well you also have developments in your idea of god and in some models those two things are actually parallel your psychology and your theology they're intertwined and in other in other maps or other theories the theology is at the At one end and psychology is at another end just depends on what we're talking about because there's also different lines of development you can have physical as well as interpersonal as well as experiential and emotional so it's quite complicated when we talk about theology it's a very broad it's a very broad term so maybe we'll maybe we'll look at a theological hierarchy or a developmental map for theology in one of our episodes like we have with psychology but for now I think that's enough to say about Toy Story 3 so have a beautiful day thank you very much and that's all I have to say for now